Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. We spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And this week, we'll be talking all about Neptune retrograde and the new moon in Cancer. Both of these are happening on the 28th, so if you are listening to this Early in the week, you didn't miss it yet. If you're listening to this later in the week, then I'm sorry, you kind of missed the boat a little bit, but it's okay. The energy lingers. The goal for this episode is that by the end of listening to this, you'll know exactly how to take advantage of the new cycle that comes with this new moon in Cancer and also get the inside scoop on why things are happening once Neptune stations retrograde. So just to recap, last week we did talk all about cancer season and explained that Venus is now in Gemini. So if you missed that and want to learn more about how Venus and Gemini is affecting your relationships, then definitely listen to last week's episode for sure. And just to give you a little heads up, next week we're going to talk about Mars and Taurus. And if you listen to our cancer season episode, then you know that that is not where Mars likes to be. And we also will be talking about Mercury and Cancer. So a little bit of a challenge, but also some good vibes too. So you're going to want to listen. Well, with that being said, after a short little teeny ad break that helps support us, let's get into the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. On June 28th at 3.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Neptune will station retrograde in Pisces. Per usual, date and time are from the website astroseek.com. What you need to know about Neptune retrograde in Pisces. This is the time where you'll start getting some clarity on things you might already be a bit confused about. Why? Neptune, when it is direct, is a pretty tough time just in its direct motion since Neptune deals with illusions and confusion and it's foggy. When it's direct, it can be very difficult to see things clearly. The retrograde kind of strips that back and allows us to look at things through a clearer lens. What can you expect? Well, when Neptune is going direct, things are a little bit confusing. We talked recently about some of the other Neptune confusing aspects that are happening. But when Neptune's retrograde, you can expect to see things more clearly and to kind of focus on you, if that makes any sense. So looking within, Neptune is associated with spirituality and finding meaning. So during this time too, you might find yourself reflecting because retrograde on the things that you believe believe in, whether that's your more spiritual side or just other types of philosophies and things like that as well. Yeah, I can also see this manifesting as like not 
over romanticizing and escaping into astrology as a outlet, which doesn't mean that astrology is not there. It's not an important thing. I just know that sometimes we can view it as this mystical, magical thing, and that's not to say it's not, but there is a lot of detail and like nitty-gritty that goes on behind the astrology. There's a lot of math involved and a lot more nuance and details than just the quick little Gemini risings are going to have a glow-up TikTok that you might see, so you might want to think about that. Just something to reflect on. (laughs) Something that's important to know though about Neptune retrograde is since it is an outer planet, it does affect society more than it does affect the individual. I know when Saturn went retrograde, all of TikTok was freaking out, being like, this is the worst thing in the world when Saturn's retrograde all the time. Neptune is retrograde all the time. We've dealt with Neptune retrograde many, many, many times before. You haven't even noticed that Neptune's retrograde, most likely. So this is not something that you might directly experience on your day-to-day, but it will have an impact in society to some extent. Yeah, so it's something that happens that's a little bit more subtle unless, of course, Neptune retrograde is impacting your personal placements, but we're going to talk about that more in depth in just a moment. One thing you might not know, though, is that Neptune also deals with celebrities and influencers. In the past, we have seen Neptune retrograde revealing celebrity secrets or exposure of influencers in the past that's happened. I think we talked about it already in the Cancer Season episode, but in one of the times when Khloe Kardashian was photoshopping her pictures really aggressively and people started talking about it, that was happening during a Neptune retrograde. So that's just a little thing to be on the lookout for if suddenly celebrity secrets are coming out, if you're into that whole world of celebrity gossip. Speaking of, there is still some lingering Gemini energy at the time that we're recording this and If you know, you already know, but I started watching the Kardashians and paying attention to other celebrity and TikTok, I'm putting quotes, drama, and I've never paid attention to that before, but the Gemini season energy, again, also is Neptune retrograde, so if you are interested in the news or reality TV or anything like that, you will be thriving. (laughs) Yeah, but also listen to last week's episode where we gave away some key dates where Neptune is not doing us a favor in terms of relationships so all that information's in last week's episode let's discuss who will feel neptune retrograde the most there's really only like one type of sign i think will experience the neptune retrograde or feel it the most heavy and that is pisces just because the neptune retrograde is in pisces so if you have late degree pisces placements this will aspect some of your personal placements other than that most people probably won't feel it that much maybe some late degree Virgos, some late degree Gemini placements, and also Sagittarius. Yeah, and I can confirm that this is 
kind of a big deal if you do have Pisces placements. I know that we talk a lot about how you shouldn't like overhype or like scare people or whatever with the transit. So that's not at all my intentions. But just from like readings alone, I can say that a lot of people with Pisces placements have felt a little bit lost or unsure about where they're going next and things like that. And it is because Neptune's there. It's important to know because if you do feel a little bit confused or uncertain or unsure about things going on in your life hopefully knowing that Neptune is retrograded and that this will pass eventually can be a little comforting I guess in terms of that like this experience won't be forever the next thing that happens this week on the same day June 28th this happens at 10 52 p.m eastern standard time we have the new moon in cancer What you should know about the new moon in Cancer is new moons are new beginnings. I always love to remind everyone that, so you're welcome. And we set intentions around the Cancerian themes. I love the new moon in Cancer because it is an opportunity for us to create a sense of safety within ourselves, a sense of home within ourselves, get some clarity on what safety and home and security means to us. But also at the same time, cancer is extremely nurturing. I hate that for myself too. If you're a cancer and you're cringing that we're like that, I know. It's unfortunate, but it's also great. This is a good time to find ways to take care of ourselves and honor our feelings and also allow a safe space for our emotions to be present among other things such as tuning into our intuition more and really being guided by our gut instinct. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot because I know I'm not alone and other people definitely can relate, but there sometimes can be a tendency for us to intellectualize our emotions or try to like fix them. I'm a Virgo moon, so that's very on brand. But it's important to just feel your feelings and not try to like fix them or change them and to really just give yourself a second to process it. So that's something to just think about because again, new moon, we're setting new intentions. So if there are things kind of going on in your emotional space that you want to change up or like approach differently, this would be the time to set those intentions. Yeah, and also like what your relationships with your feelings are. I've definitely made this rant many, many, many times in the past on this podcast, but our hustle culture, productivity, society is not one that creates an environment for emotions to really thrive or creativity or art for the sake of art. It's art for the sake of a profit or graphic design that can be easily consumed and is digestible. This is more or less a society that is thriving on productivity and putting an end to stopping and feeling. And to some level, I know a lot of people have kind of internalized that and do not give themselves the opportunity to feel at all. I always see during cancer season people getting very frustrated and upset and making crybaby memes and all of these things because they view emotions as something that is bad, something that is difficult, something that isn't welcome. And I am asking all of you to question where that idea came from and to reflect on what your relationship with your feelings are 
if you allow yourself to feel them, if you feel guilty for having them, if you intellectualize your feelings, rationalize your feelings, whatever it might be, take some time and think about that and think about the relationship you want to have with your emotions during the new moon in Cancer because I guarantee you when you dig a little deeper, you might find the answer is not necessarily what you expected. Something to reflect on. And spoiler alert, it probably comes from your childhood experiences and pointing that out only because they say that cancer, they as in modern astrologers say that cancer is the natural ruler of the fourth house, which deals with our family and our upbringing in our home. So a lot of things might be coming from there. Obviously not a therapist. This is not a replacement for therapy. But if you do find yourself reflecting on the past, that's probably why. So yeah. So what you should do for the new moon in cancer, in my opinion, if you're looking for some new moon ritual or just ways to spend your energy on the 28th. I always suggest spending time by water anytime there is a new moon in a water sign. So new moons in Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, just because that is the natural element of the sign that is experiencing the new moon. You might find a lot of clarity just by spending time engaging with that element. Similarly too, since Cancer does rule the home, spending time at home, tending to your home, redecorating your home, whatever that means to you. Also two other things that I would suggest would be to do things that make you feel good, whether that is letting yourself have a good cry, listening to your favorite songs, ordering in your favorite takeout, do what you need to do to take care of yourself during the new moon since this is about nurturing yourself and finding home within yourself. The last thing I want to say is cancer is one of the most spiritual signs. I know that that's like a hot take, but it's also not untrue. It's just highly overlooked for some reason. And with that being said, cancer and the intuition – If this is the new moon and you're really into spirituality, this is a really good opportunity to kind of tap into your intuitive gifts and think just have like a little spiritual night, whatever that means to you with your crystals and your journal or your tarot cards or whatever you like to do. Yeah, or make moon water. If you need a little bit of inspiration in terms of setting intentions for the new moon, this would be a really good time to set intentions just to like put yourself first and take care of your needs because again that can be very challenging especially when we are very busy and when society wants us to be productive and sometimes doing things for ourselves does not feel productive it feels like we didn't do anything even though it's so 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 important to take care of yourself also it would be a good idea to think about other ways that you can be compassionate with yourself like as different emotions and things are coming up or just your experiences and finding ways to be kind and not be so like harsh on yourself and also the same thing goes to others if you're not normally someone who is kind to others or does things for others or helps others then like this could be a good time for you to think about ways that you can do something nice and take care of other people however if you are someone who finds that you are taking more care of people than you are yourself then definitely stick to our original advice and find ways to take care of yourself what you might not know or might have forgotten and known but didn't really pay attention to is that since new moons are new cycles 
the moon is at home in Cancer. So this is not like a new moon that I think you should overlook just because it's literally the moon returning back to its home sign, which granted the moon does go into Cancer every month, but this is a new moon. So it makes it a little bit more special in my opinion. So definitely star off June 28th in your calendar and take advantage of the moon energy it's pretty nice in my opinion yeah we only get one of these a year yeah well also know too certain signs are more affected than others we're going to get into that just a little bit but one thing that you should do is pay attention to what house cancer is in your chart specifically seven degrees cancer where that falls in your chart because that's where the new moon is happening And that'll help guide you to just figure out what intentions you might want to set as well. Yeah, and in case you're like a beginner to astrology, the houses kind of represent different areas of our life. So once you figure out what house was ruled by cancer in your chart, you can easily just Google what the houses mean. There's lots of information like that online. And then you kind of just set intentions based on like that area of your life. It will make more sense as you're going through it, but just wanted to share that info in case we have any one who's new to astrology and listening to us maybe for the first time welcome let's dive a little bit deeper into some of the details of the new moon there is an aspect that shouldn't be overlooked which is that both the sun and moon square jupiter in aries squares to jupiter aren't necessarily like in your face bad difficult challenging but they are ones where a bit of carelessness might happen or You might overdo something or over-depend on something or your expectations might not necessarily be met. So just keep that in mind during the 28th. I will say there are other transits happening this day that are pretty nice. There is Venus sextile Jupiter and the day before on the 27th Mars is sextile Saturn. We did talk about that in the Cancer Season episode So more on that in last week's episode, but yeah, the square to Jupiter. Yeah, I think the thing is when Jupiter square other planets, it brings out that like tendency to overdo it, but there also could be an aspect of just being very confident in something. And I'm not saying that confidence is a bad thing, but kind of almost to the point where you're overlooking potential effects of the things that you're doing or overlooking things that should be done. So like skipping steps or not realizing that you should have done this or should have handed this in or should have sent this in because you were like, oh no, everything's fine because Jupiter positivity. So it's more like almost like carelessness where again it's like not ill intention it's just like genuine oh i didn't realize because jupiter is such a positive planet so the people who will feel the new moon in cancer the most are the cardinal signs so cancer capricorn as well capricorn i have a special note for you i know as a capricorn rising that bringing out the emotional side of you is really challenging and that's what the opposition does i have the opposition like cancer stuff opposite capricorn stuff so i know that you can be really judgmental and hard on yourself during the new moon but like definitely lean into that energy of your sister sign for sure and then for aries and libra the new moon will be square 
your placements, squares bring up tension. So whatever thing you're trying to do or whatever new chapter you're trying to start or new intentions you want to set for the new moon, it probably will be something that's a little bit more challenging for you, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just outside of your comfort zone and probably different than the way that you usually just kind of vibe. So that's something to keep in mind during the new moon in case things feel just like a little bit uncomfortable. I will say Capricorn risings and Pisces risings, though, should take advantage of the new moon to manifest love just because these will be in your seventh house and fifth house. And that is really good for manifesting new relationships. And in the semi-near future, Venus will end up going into those houses, so you never know what those manifestations might bring. But if you're curious to know how this will impact you and your chart specifically outside of the placements we just mentioned, we do personalized new and full moon readings as well, in addition to other things that you can ask us, like how a transit affects you or birth chart questions, etc., We do the readings live on an app called Intro, so you can book with either me or Kara, and there's time slots between 15 minutes up to an hour, and you can just come with your astrology questions, and we get to chat in a FaceTime-style-like session. And And in case you are interested in booking and you're looking at the different times and you're not sure, I can confidently tell you that we could do a new moon horoscope and probably talk about some other astrology things in that 15 minutes. So if you want something that's like quick to the point, come with your questions prepared and we could easily get that done. But if you are someone that's a little bit more of a talker, wants to go really, really, really in depth, then you might think about booking a longer time. Anyways, if you are interested, link will be in our description. And also, if this is the first time you're ever booking a reading with us, you can use the code STARS, all caps, S-T-A-R-S, for 20% off your first reading. And that's pretty much it for this week. A lot of the things are happening within that Tuesday. There are some little baby transits on July 1st and 2nd that we detailed more in last week's episode. So go listen to last week's episode if you want the rest of that information. Next week, we're going to be talking about Mars in Taurus, Mercury in Cancer. It is Definitely some stay-at-home vibes, but we'll talk more about that next week. To stay in the loop with us and everything that's happening in the astrology, you can follow us on social media. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at BLME, The Stars, and on YouTube if you search Blame It on the Stars podcast. We are there. You can subscribe. We're also posting some YouTube shorts there as well. That's a wrap for now, and we'll chat next Monday. Bye!